Trouble in paradise, skating on melted ice. Nico Heizer isn't too pleased. Listen, guys, I know what I said in the last episode, but uh, I decided to have a little bit of a change of plans because what Nico Heizer did this morning in practice by not showing up and also what he said in his post-game press conference, uh, it is just too important to not talk about. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Also, the mango might be sweet, but at the same time, it's time to take things a little bit more serious. What am I talking about? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Like I just mentioned, buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's been a day, guys. It's been a day since I got to digest that god-awful performance that the New Jersey Devils put up against the Arizona Coyotes. So if you haven't checked out that episode, please pause this episode and give it a listen. But uh, the main takeaway I took from that episode was that Mackenzie Blackwood needs help. Now, I didn't really further explain why he needs help. I've just been given the same answer like I've been doing for the past couple weeks ever since Jonathan Bernier went down with his season-ending hip surgery. And um, I, I feel as though I need to go into more detail as to why Mackenzie Blackwood needs help because I did forget to uh, mention a key important X factor when playing Mackenzie Blackwood for this particular game. And that is on me and I apologize. So here's the thing. Mackenzie Blackwood was playing hurt. He can't move laterally. So here's the thing about the New Jersey Devils. It's just like, I get it. Mackenzie Blackwood is our go-to guy. That is our starting goalie. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But at the same time, he can't do everything himself. And this is the problem that I have with Lindy Ruff. So you see that your goalie is hurting. You see that he is not up to par. But instead of taking him out for the third period, you leave him in for the entirety of the game, which risks his chances of getting hurt even more. So what would you rather have? Would you rather just put in a mediocre goalie like John Gillies to bail Mackenzie Blackwood out? And Because I don't think the Devils were going to win the game, quite honestly. They were down 3-1 to one going into the final period of regulation. Uh, they let up a goal, I think, almost a little more than halfway done with the final period of regulation. So my question is, is like, why didn't you take out Mackenzie Blackwood when you see that he is hurting? And Because from first glimpse of it, you would just presume that the Coyotes got way more shots on goal than the New Jersey Devils. Well, that couldn't have been further from the truth because they had 17 shots on goal and they scored four goals as a result. So it goes to show you that Mackenzie Blackwood just wasn't, you know, up to par in terms of uh, performing what he's capable of doing. Now, here's the thing. Like, uh, I get it. He had to go, go on to COVID protocol, uh, and he was playing hurt that game. And like I said, he couldn't move laterally. And I tried to give Mackenzie Blackwood the benefit of the doubt in the last episode. I basically said, like, he needs help. Like, he can't be doing this all himself. And uh, this is where I question Lindy Ruff. Because what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make the situation even worse? Pull out Mackenzie Blackwood for uh, the third period, quite honestly, because you're already down three to one. You need to shake it up a little bit because you obviously see that Mackenzie Blackwood just wasn't on his game. And to make matters worse, the Coyotes only had one shot on goal the entirety of the first period of play. So it goes to show you that second period just was not uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's best period. 
And most of the shots on goal from the Coyotes came in the second period. And that's when they uh, got, uh, you know, three goals as a result. So I'm just saying, I don't know what Lindy Ruff was thinking in this case. And this leads me to question, which is, what what's going to happen to Lindy Ruff? It feels like we're playing musical chairs when it comes to the Devils. Sometimes we're talking about how good of a team they are. Sometimes we talk about how good Jack Hughes and Jesper Brat are. We talk about like uh, the struggles they've been going through this season. We've been talking about the potential changes they need to make to the front office and the coaching staff. I've been very patient when it comes to Lindy Ruff. I think anyone can attest to that. I think I am one of the more patient Devils podcasters or Devils news personalities out there. Like I try to look at the bright side of each situation. But here's the thing that uh, makes me a little uneasy. Nazardine, when he was uh, the uh, temporary head coach when Lindy Ruff had to go on to COVID protocol, the Devils went on a three-game win streak and looked a lot better. And they beat the Washington Capitals, a team that they have not beaten in a good while. I think you would have to go back like definitely over a season because we didn't beat them once last year. We took them into OT and got a point, but we never beat them. So, you know, if I'm Lindy Ruff, I'm a little uneasy about that. Now, is Nazardine the answer? Am I saying that fire Lindy Ruff and replace him with Nazardine? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying maybe a shake of coaches could uh, do wonders for the Devils. Like, you know, I'll admit. I'll admit when uh, I've been wrong. I'll admit when maybe a take I said was incorrect. You know, I've been saying that Nazardine probably has to go. And uh, I'm not the only devil's personality to say that, but I think he redeemed himself after um, after the devils went on a three game win streak and after he, you know, stepped up for Lindy Ruff in his absence. And, you know, remember that few stretches of games, that's what punched Jack Hughes's ticket to Las Vegas to represent the Metropolitan Division and the devil's organization in the all star game. So just saying, like, I, I don't I don't think without that win streak, without that stretch, Jack Hughes is not in the All-Star game. So my question for Lindy Ruff is, is like, you know, where do you go from here? Like, you you have the support from the front office. It seems as though, I don't know if he's lost the locker room or not, but we'll talk more about what's been going on in practice for the Devils because I think there's some drama that's brewing within their organization, and it's not good. So um, for for Lindy Ruff, I I don't know what else you have to do because your team is obviously struggling, and – when he came back, the Devils were making the same mistakes that they were when they went on that six-game losing streak. So this is where I'm a little concerned, which is like we're still in the hunt. We're still there. We're still within striking distance. We're not doing ourselves any favors. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it's time to to make a change for Lindy Ruff, quite honestly. I, I don't know what Tom Fitzgerald is waiting for. I don't know uh, what what's going to be the final breaking point, but... Uh, for right now, I'm not really hearing anything going on within the organization. Um, but um, that loss to the Arizona Coyotes, guys, I don't know the next time we're going to get a win. I really don't because our schedule is going to get tough. And it's not going to get any easier. And we're not doing ourselves any favors when we keep dropping games like that. That's supposed to be a gimme win. I know I say that a lot, but against the Arizona Coyotes, a team that only averages like one goal per game. You let them score four goals on 17 shots. And you, Lindy Ruff, did not take out Mackenzie Blackwood when you see that he had no business being on the rink. So, yes, was that loss on Mackenzie Blackwood? Absolutely it was. But at the same time, I I should have acknowledged this in the last episode. He was hurt. He was coughing off of COVID protocol. So maybe he just wasn't ready. And that can happen. And like I said, you know, we got to face the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're on a four-game win streak. Then we got to play the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't know if you guys saw this, but 
they beat the um they beat the Boston Bruins silly a few days ago, seven to one. And that's a team we lost to earlier this month. The the Boston Bruins, I'm saying. So I'm a little concerned going into these next few stretches of games just because like I don't know when our next win is going to come. Could it come against the Kings? Could it come against the Stars? You can argue saying that both those teams aren't exactly the best teams in the NHL, but I think they're damn sure better than the Devils. I I don't think there's any debate right there. They're ahead of, in, in terms of the uh, power rankings. So I'm just saying, like, so my overall takeaway for this first segment is that Mackenzie Blackwood, this loss was definitely on him. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The reason I'm revisiting it is because... Yes, he was hurt and he couldn't move laterally. But the main question I have for Lindy Ruff is that you see that he's hurting. You you need to you need to um, take him out in that instance. Now the thing is is like we need to find a decent backup goalie. Come come the trade deadline, you need to trade for a decent backup goalie. You can't just rely on John Gillies. You just cannot because if you put John Gillies in, like let me ask any of my listeners and hit me up on Locked On Devils Twitter page uh, if you're actually uh, intrigued by this. Do you trust John Gillies to be the backup goalie for the Devils? Like, if Mackenzie Blackwood is ever in trouble like that, do you trust him to, you know, get the job done and basically shift the momentum going towards the Devils' way? I personally don't know. I really don't. So, that's my main thing for, um, that's my main thing. Like, I like John Gillies. Like, I know he has a chip on his shoulder. That's what my colleagues at Locked On Blues were telling me. But at the same time, you know, heart and determination can only take you so far. A six-year-old has heart and determination when they play for their recreational team. What I mean by that is like, look, it's 75% skill and 25% hard work and determination in any professional level. Like, I hate that quote saying like, you know, uh, hard work uh, shows up when talent fails to do so or, or something like that. I'm just paraphrasing, but you guys get the gif of it. Like, hard work and determination can only take you so far. You can find so many guys who are willing to work hard to play at the NHL level. You can find so many guys who are willing to work hard to get into a decent position like John Gillies is in right now. Unfortunately, it's 75% skill. That's just how it is. That's how realistic it is. For any of my aspiring athletes, I'm sorry, but that's the truth of it. 75% skill, 25% attitude and work ethic in order to make it to uh, the top level and just basically be a high-end player. That, that That's just how it is. Because, like I said, you can find a lot of guys who work hard, but you're not going to find a lot of guys who have the skill. And unfortunately, I don't think John Gillies has the skill. Now, has he had enough NHL reps? Am I being a little unfair? Yes, but at the same time, I would have much rather had Jonathan Bernier come in and be a backup goalie just because, you know, even if he wasn't having his best year this year, his worst is still better than John Gillies' best. So if I'm the New Jersey Devils, here's what you got to do. You got to like search high and dry. If you are serious about making a wild card spot, John Gillies cannot be your backup goalie. He just cannot be. He's put up some solid efforts when he is in net for the Devils. I will give him that. But at the same time, if you're serious about uh, surpassing the Blue Jackets, if you're serious about surpassing the Flyers, if you're serious about trying to beat the Carolina Hurricanes, if you're serious about trying to just be that dark horse like we all believe you you can be, you need to get a decent backup goalie because Mackenzie Blackwood cannot play Superman out there. And, and that's the final time I'm going to talk about that for, for a while. So the, the, I know I'm repeating myself a little bit from the last episode, but like I said, uh, I've had some time to digest it. I've had some time to think about it. And we do need a decent backup goalie. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
that that's what we need in order to become successful. So, like I said, this is probably the last time I'll talk about it for a while, but that's my overall opinion. And uh, we, we just need some energy out there. We, we look a little lethargic. Speaking of energy, it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so darn good. You'll want to eat it, unlike the other protein bars, which which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. If you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you're thinking to yourself, this is not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret stash at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever the case might be. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats like your wife has been nagging you to do and replace them with Built Bars so you, when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. So that way, when you're enjoying a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 excuse me, for 15% off at Built.com. I'll say it once again since I butchered the last time. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts okay so let's talk a little bit about new jersey devils practice because uh like i said in the cold open uh skating on melted ice trouble in paradise i think this is what's happening for the new jersey Devils. so if you guys missed the post-game conferences nico heizer expressed his frustration like he didn't hold back his punches he used a lot of f-bombs and he basically said uh, you know, he was frustrated. Basically, that's what I was getting uh, out of the, those post-game interviews from Nico Heizer. And uh, to, to give you guys some reference, Nico Heizer is probably one of the most level-headed players on the New Jersey Devils, if not the most level-headed player. Like, literally, during preseason, we were talking about how he's more of a lead-by-example type of player. He's not really going to get in your face. He's not really going to be vocal about it. But him as a captain, people have uh, come to the consensus and have come to the overall agreement that Nico Heizer is just the type of person who leads by example, and he'll talk to you in a very nice manner. And to, to give you even more reference, when, remember when he got into a fight back in December? And we were all just cheering, saying, yeah, Nico, he's getting into a fight. He's getting a, a major for this. Good job. Yeah, go go get him, kid. Seriously. Like, would we do that for another player? Would we do that for, let's see, who's a player who's known for, uh, would we do that for Gearston? Probably not. Would we do it for Siegenthaler? Nope. Subban? Nope. We do that for Nico Heizer just because he's usually a level-headed, calm and collected type of player. And the fact that he's dropping F-bombs, it goes to show you his frustration because he's the type of player, like I said, he's not really going to, you know, speak his mind like that. He's level-headed. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. He's a lead-by-example type of player. 
And here's another thing that concerns me. The Devils had practice this morning, and he and Ryan Graves did not come to it. So that's not good if your captain is not willing to um, come to the um, to, to the practice. Now, here's the thing. I, 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 and I have to be fair, and I have to say this. It is optional. So maybe he just wasn't feeling well. Maybe he was just still tired from the last game. But you're the captain. You're the leader of this team. And if you're not shown, showing up to something like that, it kind of puts up a bad message. Now, could this just be nothing? Probably. But look look at the factors. Nico Heizer is usually very calm. Um, he's a lead by example. So him not coming to the practice, that's not really leading by example. And uh, this is a message to the Dells organization. Nico Heizer is frustrated. Like, seriously, like, after Christmas break, I thought this was going to get turned around by the New Jersey Devils. And so far, it is not. We're going right back to where we were in late November and early December, which was we are an inconsistent team. Wouldn't be surprised if we go on a few-game losing streak, which we are currently right now. I think we're on a three-game losing streak. So we're almost almost halfway done with with our uh, previous six-game losing streak. So my thing is, is like this has to be a little concerning if you're the Devils organization and that your captain uh, dropped a few f bombs in his post game interview, and also you know didn't show up to the practice. So I get it. Maybe I'm overstepping things a little bit. Maybe I'm Bikram yoga stretching it. Maybe I'm taking this out of context. Maybe I'm thinking too far ahead of it. But at the same time, I think Nico Heizer is trying to send a message to the Devils organization saying. Hey, I'm frustrated. This cannot happen. Something has got to change. Am I saying fire Lindy Ruff? That's not out of the realm of possibilities. But my thing is, is like, you know, make better decisions, Lindy. That's all I have to say. Now, like I said in the last episode, Lindy Ruff might be going through a few things because Lindy Ruff, uh, he himself has missed a couple practices recently because he had to tend to a personal matter. So the Devils right now are in a good space. Now, I don't know what it's going to take for them to get back to that good space that they were in just a few weeks ago. I really don't know. But uh, Nazardine doing pretty well as the interim head coach when uh, Lindy Ruff had to go to the COVID protocol. Uh, look, guys, uh, I'm not saying Nazardine is the answer. Once again, I cannot uh, state that enough. I'm just saying maybe a change of coaches actually did help the Devils just a little bit. But at the same time, you know, uh, I think Nico Heizer is trying to send a message to the organization. So maybe Heizer is trying to lead by example. And he's just saying, like, look, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting sick of this. So Here's me just showing my frustration. I'm dropping F-bombs in post-game interviews. I am going to skip the team practices, even if they're optional, and even though I'm the captain and I'm supposed to lead by example. But uh, I'm just telling you guys, like, I'm the rattlesnake right now, and I'm rattling my tail, and I'm just saying, like, you better fix it before, or you better back off before I strike. So you know how a rattlesnake will rattle its tail, just warning you, saying, like, hey, I'm about to strike at any given moment. You better change how you're approaching things. So um, that might be something for uh, Nico Heizer because we kind of already see that with the Edmonton Oilers just a little bit. Uh, the, uh, Leon Dries at all, just uh, just a little joke out there. But in all seriousness, Dells aren't in, really in a good space. But like I said, um, when I first brought up this uh, overall story, I did say that the the practice this morning at the time of recording was optional, and also Ryan Graves didn't go to it. So uh, is Ryan Graves trying to make a statement? I personally don't think so because I remember one time 
uh, P.K. Subban uh, missed uh, one of these things. And uh, someone just reported saying that, that uh, excuse me, P.K. Subban just isn't a, you know, morning type of player. Like, he doesn't come to these things usually. So, um, could, could it just be the same thing for Nico Heizer? Maybe he just wanted a break or something like that just to clear his head. But I, I think he is frustrated because here we are. We were at the highest of highs, three-game win streak. Jack Hughes getting the attention he so uh, desperately deserved. And here we are right now. Uh, we're almost halfway done to meeting our uh, six-game losing streak. So I'm just saying, like, the, something has, has got to change for the Devils. We could be the Flyers on a nine-game losing streak, but still, um, so, something does have to change. Now, when I say something has to change, I am dead serious about it. Here's something that kind of pissed me off today. I saw a video about Andreas Janssen just uh, going to the media Q&A that the Devils usually host. And uh, he asked a question saying like, hey, who has the best flow in the league? Look, I get he's joking around. He's trying to let loose the environment. And I get that he's just trying to have fun. But at the same time, Andreas Janssen, you're a vital uh, player on this roster. You should be taking this a little bit more serious because I don't think you get the circumstance right now. We're on a three-game losing streak. We had one of our worst losses of the season to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, things are a complete mess right now. Our captain is pissed off, and you're just making jokes asking, like, hey, who has the best flow in the league? Look, I get you're just trying to joke around, but now is not the time for joking. You should be in the lab right now working. Like, you should be working on your game because you, you have a tough schedule coming up. You got to play the Hurricanes. You got to play the Lightning. You got to play the Toronto Maple Leafs. You got to play decent teams like the Kings and the Stars. It's not going to get any easier. There are no guaranteed wins. If you look at the power rankings, the Stars and the Kings, while not the best uh, NHL teams, they are ahead of us in the power rankings. You should be taking this more seriously. Stop joking like that. I get it's you're just trying to let loose and have fun and just trying to create a fun atmosphere. But Andreas Janssen, what have you done the past few games? You're on trade talks, buddy. Like, seriously, not, not for being a bad player, but just because if we're not in a good situation, you're expendable. We can get something from you. So my, my thing for Andreas Janssen is like, Look, I get this is meant to be fun and all, but at the same time, don't do things like that. Devil's organization, if you're doing that behind the scenes and no one was just around to film it and post it to social media, please stop doing that. Like, that's not how uh, it's supposed to work. You're not supposed to do things like that. Not right now. Not while we're on a three-game losing streak and we probably have the toughest schedule uh, of the season so far. Like, seriously. And, and plus, we're going to have to make up so many games um, uh, 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 coming up in a few weeks because remember we're not going to the Olympics. We're going to be using that time to replace games. So, um, Andreas Janssen, don't do things like that. Not a good look and just not a good message to the fan base. And I don't know what the Devils were doing tweeting that out. And I, look, I don't want to call out Amanda Stein. She's just doing her job, things of that nature. But please don't promote that. I get she wasn't the one who originally tweeted it, but when you see the Devils posting things like that, please don't repost it. And Devils, don't post it in the first place. Seriously, like, this is not a time to play right now. This is time to get serious because if you're serious about trying to get back into the swing of things, that is not what Nico Heizer wants. That's not what your captain wants. Maybe that's why your captain didn't show up to practice this morning. So I'm, I'm just putting that out there. So... Look, I, I get it. Things are frustrating for the Devils organization right now, but we just got to keep hanging in there and hope for the best. And someone tweeted at me saying, like, just watch. Maybe the Devils can pull up the upset victory against the Carolina Hurricanes. And if they're able to do that, 
I don't even know what to think of them. So let me know what you guys think about the Devils so far. What are your opinions about Nico Heizer uh, skipping out on practice, dropping F-bombs during the press conference? Uh, let me know what you guys think about my overall assessment about Mackenzie Blackwood and the coaching decision by Lindy Ruff. Am I missing something? Should I have added something? Let me know. Don't be afraid to message me because, like I said, I love having discussions like this with you guys. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Hang in there, guys. We always get through it. We always do. And thanks for listening once again. I will catch you guys in the next episode.